What can you learn about success from one of the most successful podcasters in the entire world that will catapult you to the top? Buckle on up as you are about to find out. Welcome to the Motivation Show podcast, where we interview remarkable world-class experts that help bring out the greatness within you. Top book authors, super successful business people, and outstanding special guests that will motivate and inspire you with their incredible, uplifting stories and life-changing tips and strategies. Our goal is your success. If you desire more out of life, you've dialed into the right show. So fasten your seatbelts, friends, and let's get ready for some high-octane motivation. Now, your host, the mayor of motivation, Eli Marcus. Our guest is the founder and host of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, with over 1 million monthly listens and seven figures of annual income. He is spreading entrepreneurial fire on a global scale. His first traditionally published book is called The Common Path to Uncommon Success with a subtitle of A Roadmap to Financial Freedom and Fulfillment. Welcome to The Motivation Show, John Lee Dumas. Eli, thank you for having me on, brother. I am ready to continue to spread entrepreneurial fire on a global scale with you here today. So let's have some fun. Well, John, I've been noticing that you're doing something right. In fact, you're doing a whole lot right. <laughs> you're getting a whole lot of people to listen to your podcast. And there's a million of us out there. And 999,999 of us don't have anywhere near as many people listening as you. What's the secret? Well, brother, back in 2012, I asked myself one question. How can I become a person of value? Because... Listen, I was 32 years old. I wasn't being valuable to really anybody. I was chasing what I considered some version of success. And to be valuable, I said, well, I need to actually bring something to the world that doesn't exist. I need to fill a void that's not currently being filled. And I looked at the things in my life that I felt were empty. And I was like, wow, I love listening to podcasts, but they all come out one day per week or twice per month. Where's that daily show? Where's that seven-day-a-week podcast that's interviewing successful entrepreneurs that I can hear that story of? And so back in 2012, I decided to launch the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And the beautiful thing about launching the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs is that I was the best podcast interviewing entrepreneurs on a daily basis. The day that I launched, I was also- No the competition, right? I was the worst. I was the only, no competition. Yeah. And so that is where I started. And for 2000 days, Eli, I launched 2000 episodes. And then at the five and a half year mark, which was 2000 days, I took a step back. I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to do three or four per week, which I've been doing now for the last 1000 episodes, but still cranking strong. And that's the secret to success, brother. Consistency, filling a void that needs being filled, which was a daily podcast and just showing up every day providing value. So that is the perfect definition of the common path to uncommon success, because you took a common path of podcasting, but you, you took a little detour in how you did it. You did it differently than everybody else. So does that kind of wrap up a little bit about how you kind of 
jump to the head of the pack so quickly? That's a good way of looking at that phrase. And for me, I've recognized this. I was not going to be a great podcaster the day that I started because why would I be? I had never podcasted before. So what can I do that's different? What can I do that's unique, that's, that needs to exist in this medium, which was podcasting, but doesn't exist? And oh, by the way, something else I love talking about is what's something I can do that's a high barrier, that's not easily replicated? Like how can I build a moat around what I'm creating, the business that I'm building? Well, guess what? The thought of doing a daily podcast it's a good thought, but it's really hard to execute. Like you've got to bust your butt. It's going to be your main focus. You've got to find 365 people a year to interview. And it's not easy. So I knew that because that was a high barrier for people to get over, it was going to equal low competition. So for all those reasons, I did that. And that's the reason why I was able to achieve my version of uncommon success. And oh, by the way, now that I've interviewed 3000 people, I've definitely recognized it's not a complicated path. It's not a secret path. It's not a hidden path. It's a very, very common path. I mean, we were talking pre-interview, Eli. You've been connected with Mark Victor Hansen since 1999, doing your thing in the world. I mean, you've achieved success. Mark's achieved success. I've achieved success. And guess what? There are a ton of commonalities in all of our success. And I actually sat down last year when I was starting to write this book and I mapped out 17 steps that I believe we've all taken to our, our version of uncommon success. And I believe if you look at the table of context, Eli, you'll be like, whoa, that was the path that I took. Like it was literally the path that I took to now get to my version of uncommon success. So that's what the focus of the book was. It came from these 3000 interviews from these thousands of hours of, again, just having conversations with people that have achieved uncommon success and just getting it out there in the world. So let's go to the 17 principles. Can you pick out one that you seem to feel is your favorite? Listen, they're all my favorite because it's a roadmap. It's a step-by-step -step process. You can't have one without the other. So I'll just start at step number one, which is where a lot of people struggle with. And that is your big idea. I know that you, Eli, have had a lot of big ideas over the years. Some have worked out, some haven't. I've had some big ideas that have been bad ideas. They were big ideas, but they were bad ideas and they haven't worked out. But I've had a couple, and I only mean a couple, really big ideas. By the way, Entrepreneurs on Fire, my daily podcast, that was a big idea that happened to really work out. And I've had a couple really big ideas work out since then, but a lot of people struggle to have that first big idea. And that's the first step. What is that first big idea that you're going to go all in on? Because if you don't go all in on it, somebody else is going all in on that thing and they're going to beat you every single time. So step one of the roadmap is how to come up with your big idea. And that's what chapter one teaches you, how to come up with that big idea. And then in the second part of the chapter, I tell you how I came up with my big idea. So you can see a real world example. And then step three, or as I say, section three of that chapter, I bring in one of the top entrepreneurs I've interviewed over the years who I think best exemplifies that step. And they share how they accomplished that specific step, how they made that happen in their world. So that's the whole book, starting step one, coming up with your big idea, all the way through to step 17, which, spoiler alert, is actually called Keep the Money You Make. Because I know you've seen it, Eli. 
I've seen it as well. There's a lot of people in our world who have made a lot of money and they got nothing to show for it. It's amazing. You hear some of these boxers and they've made, you know, like Mike Tyson, $100 million. And then they say, oh, they're, they're uh, broke. How could you be broke? You made $100 million. So think about the rest of us, right? You know, with a few hundred thousand dollars, how easy it is to go through that. Yeah, think about it. And, and those are athletes. Uh, but like, it's even sometimes more sad for like businessmen and business women. I mean, this is what we do. We are in business. Yeah, we can't like finance or we can't figure out our own business, like our own financials. And it's, it's sad, but it's true. It's for all those reasons, like people just cannot figure out how to keep the money they make. A lot of people that I know have made a lot of money, but there's very few people who have actually kept the money they make, which, you know, by the way, is why I live in Puerto Rico now, because I realized living in California, even though I was making millions of dollars a year, I'd be like, head scratcher, where's all my money at the end of the year? Real oh, easy, oh, real easy to spend. Uncle Sam took it, took it, gone. 50% out the window. And then I'm trying to run a business. So it was like, where's all the money? So come to Puerto Rico, I'm not paying 51% in taxes. I'm paying 4% in taxes. That's one big reason I'm now able to keep the money that I make. And of course, there's multiple other reasons. And one of the best people in the industry, his name's Ramit Sethi, wrote a New York Times bestselling book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Very clear, very focused title. He's a great financial guru, and he contributes that part of the chapter and just absolutely crushes it. You know, there are two things that, in my mind, stop people from even starting, uh, even getting to the point where they can even worry about losing their the money that they make. And that is just simply fear. And then the idea of uh, perfection, that it has to be perfect to start. Can you speak to those two things? Fear and perfection. I mean, number one, I do love the acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. Fear. So many people, they have this fear, but when you really sit them down and talk to them about their fear, you can really just show them how unjustified it is. I mean, what are you really scared about? Like when I launched my podcast back in 2012, I was scared. I had fear. I had this thing called the imposter syndrome where I would say to myself, who am I to interview Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, Barbara Corcoran? Yeah, yeah. But guess what? At the end of the day, what was I scared of? Them saying no? Is that really so scary? Them saying no to be on my show? Fortunately, they said yes. <laughs> but I mean- what was so scary if they had said no? Like nothing. Like I, I wake up, I live the fight another day. I make my show better so that they come back to me in the future and ask to be on my show, which by the way, Mark Victor Hansen's team reached out to me to interview him for my show because they know how big my audience is and so many other people have as well over the years because I built it in a meaningful way. And again, if I had let that fear stop me at the beginning, it would have been the end of the world. And perfectionism something else that you bring that you bring up. I mean, it's just like every single time somebody joins my community, Podcasters Paradise, it's where we teach people how to create, grow and monetize their own podcast. A post I see every single time from a new person is, oh my God, I just got done editing my first episode. It was a 40 minute interview. It took me four hours to edit. How does How is this possible? And I'm like, because you're trying to be perfect and, and A, nobody's perfect and B, it shouldn't be perfect because that sounds robotic. People don't want a robotic da 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 da. Like it just everything. Like there's no ums, there's no ahs, there's no breasts. Like people take out breasts when they edit their show. Like it's crazy what people do. And by the way, I'm raising my hands. I was one of those crazy people. Believe me. <laughs> Luckily, 
I was doing a daily show. So I had to figure out stuff quick. Cause I said, I can't be editing for four hours every episode when I'm doing 365 episodes a year. So I figure stuff out. I had to drop perfectionism pretty quick because listen, perfectionism will sink your ship because a, people don't want it because they can't relate to perfect. Nobody wants to relate to perfect. They want to relate to you, genuine, transparent, honest you. So just be you, flaws and all. And that's going to A, drop your fear because now what are you scared of? You're just being you. And B, it's just going to be so much better of an experience for people consuming your content. I love it. You know, so don't be perfect, be vulnerable, just be your authentic self. So, you know, uh, I can relate to what you're doing because when I first started, I was uh, trying to edit myself. And then I realized, you know something, I don't really enjoy the editing process. Let <laughs> me just do what I do best, give it to somebody else to do. But then the, there are people who will look at the opposite side and say, well, here's a guy, how do I do 365 days a year? Isn't that going to cost me a fortune to farm it out to somebody else? I edit all my own shows and I have from day one. And I, you just I edit it more simpler. You don't. I edit it well, yeah. smartly and, simp yeah. and, and very simply. And hey, I love and I recommend to most people to outsource the things they don't like about what they, about about what their production schedule is. I have great recommendations for people that want to outsource editing and show notes and this and that. And by the way, I outsource a ton of stuff in my business, a ton of stuff. For me, I've simplified the editing process down where it is a three to five minute process for me to edit every single show. We'll go into super details right now, but like, listen, if I was do doing this right now and one of us made a quick mistake, I would reach down, I would hit the letter K on my keyboard. It would drop a flag and that would be it. We'd keep doing the interview. And then after the interview is done, I would just go back to those three or four flags that I dropped, clean that part up. And then it's done. It's literally that simple. That's how I edit. And again, I've done 3000 episodes. So that's evolved over time. And that's why it's so fast now. But I do personally like the control of editing my own show. So I keep it, but I've made it so simple, so easy. And so I think people can go about it in any way they want to. But again, I love outsourcing. Everything I don't want to do, I outsource because I need to be focused on what I do best. Interviewing people for my show, being a guest on other people's shows, creating audio and video content. That's when I'm producing the best content. That's when I'm being most productive. And that's what people need to focus on. How are they being most productive? When are they producing the best and right content for their brands? I love it. You know, so basically create a system for the things that you want to do so that you're not spending that much time on it and then outsource all the rest. Love it. Perfect. So when you start your book, you started off with a very fascinating quote. You say when you do the, it's not your quote, actually, it's, it's a quote from George Washington Carver. When you do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. That's a powerful quote. Tell us. So listen, people try to complicate things. They try to make things seem hidden or secret because then, you know, of course, we need that secret hidden key to unlock the door and we're willing to, to pay untold amounts of money for it. But when you are willing to stand there and say, listen, there are specific steps, there are principles, there is a roadmap to your version of uncommon success. And it's a very common roadmap. Here's the key it shocks people. They're like, oh, it really can be this easy. And when you can, like George Washington Carver said, like when you can really convey things that are very simple and very common and sometimes very obvious, 
but like in a really meaningful and unique and different and uncommon way, you're going to really open up some people's eyes. And there's a lot of people over history who have been able to do that in a very meaningful way. Like I'm reading this book right now called Leadership, and they talk about how Abraham Lincoln was so powerful at doing just this. Like he was able to convey principles that people knew and they understood, but in just a different way that made them kind of sit up and think about things in a slightly unique and different way. And that was so powerful that he was able to essentially go from this backwoods dirt farmer, which what his parents were when he was growing up, into the president of the United States during one of the most critical and pivotal times in our nation's history. And so it just really epitomizes the power of being able to communicate in that manner. John, you talk in your book about having 32 years of financial struggle. How did you turn the corner? Was there one aha moment? Was there one tipping point? There was a massive tipping point. And it was a tipping point that was more like a virtual backslap in my face by a gentleman you might have heard of called Albert Einstein. Oh my goodness. His quotes, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Yes. Blew my mind because Eli, for the first 30 years of my life, that financial struggle, I was chasing success. I was doing everything I thought I needed to do to, to become successful. Went to law school. Money, respect, and fame you were chasing, you said. Officer in the army. I was in corporate finance. I was doing all the things I thought were going to make me successful. But when I stepped back after that virtual backslap and looked at that quote and thought about that quote and said, but what am I doing that's valuable to this world? I, was, I came up empty. I wasn't doing anything that was valuable in the world. I wasn't providing any real value. I was so focused on chasing success in money and fame and fortune that I flopped when it came to actually achieving that success because I wasn't providing any value at all. But when I flipped it on his head and said, well, what can I do that would be so valuable to this world that success would naturally flow to me? I said, well, hey, why not fill a void in this world? Why not follow Gandhi's quote of be the change you want to see in the world? And when I sat down, it wasn't this complicated change. I said, well, one thing I'd love to see in this world that doesn't exist is a daily podcast. That may sound simple, and it is simple, but that's part of what we're talking about. This is part of the conversation we're having right now is how simple it is. The fact that, man, I just want a daily podcast. It doesn't exist. Why not be the person that creates that daily podcast? And that was the birth of Entrepreneurs on Fire. That was the birth of me providing value on a daily basis to this world. And was I successful overnight? No. Over six months? No. But at month 13, after launching in the middle of 2012, I had my first $100,000 a month. And as you and I are talking right now, I've had 88 $100,000 net profits months or more every single month for 88 months in a row. That's a pretty good track record to me. What do you advise the average person start doing? It's, it's a new year. And when we're interviewing you, people might be listening at another time, but you and I are talking right now in the early stages of January. What are the golden nuggets? Listen, invest in yourself. Like when I started my journey, I didn't know how to podcast. I hired a mentor who was a successful podcast host. She guided me to launching the podcast that changed my life, that launched Entrepreneurs on Fire, what is now my media empire, because I invested in myself. And you can invest in yourself, as you and I are talking right now, 
for $17. You can literally order The Common Path to Uncommon Success, get the 17-step roadmap to your financial freedom and fulfillment. And I mean, to me, it is just mind-blowing. People that will complain about not knowing what to do or not having any success. And you ask them, well, what books have you read in the, in the past six months? What podcasts have you listened to in the last- Free, season? free, right? It's free. <laughs> books, 15 bucks, right? 15 bucks for a book. And you're getting my eight years of 3,000 interviews and thousands and thousands of hours of conversations like you and I are having distilled into 17-step roadmap. And you're getting that for 17 bucks. I mean, it's like mind-blowing. And frankly, you know, people that do have those struggles, I just say, you know, if you're not willing to invest in yourself even to that level, then you should not be on this journey. You should go find a nine to five job because this journey is not for everybody. It's for people that are able and willing to invest in themselves. And that's just not just money, that's time. You have to invest time in yourself to read the book, to listen to this podcast, to watch this show, to do those things. You have to invest time, invest money. You have to invest in relationships, that's what you need to be focused on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I flew to uh, Texas one day to see uh, Jim Rohn, the great Jim Rohn, who was Tony Robbins' mentor. I made the investment. You know, I decided that that was more important than seeing a rerun of uh, Sex in the City or whatever else was going on that particular week. So, yeah. And there are ways to do that very inexpensively. You can join a group. I, I have a group on LinkedIn called Motivation Mastermind Group, free. You have a book excerpt right on your website right now. People can read the first 22 pages of your book, all free. So lots of free stuff. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, we go above and beyond with this too, because, you know, obviously my focus and my goal is to get this book into as many hands as people as possible. So anybody who pre-orders this book, not only do they get obviously this book when it comes out in March, but when you pre-order, you're going to get five sweet bonuses. Like we're going all out on this. Like I'll just give one, one of the bonuses. I, I've created three journals over the years, the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, the Podcast Journal. They're amazing. You can check them out later. They're so valuable. You, they're selling right now on Amazon for $40 each. You get all three shipped to your door for free when you pre-order this book, shipped to your door. We're losing money on every pre-order, Eli. But guess what? I'm in a position where I can do that. Like I've built a multi-million dollar business now for eight years in a row. I'm willing to, just like I was willing to invest in a mentor, I'm now willing to invest in losing money every time somebody buys a book because I know that this is going to be the book that changes their life, that causes that ripple effect. Just like watching this show can change somebody's life. Listening to my podcast can change somebody's life. That's the world we live in. Yeah. I mean, once somebody reads your book, they're going to see the genius that you have and uh, they're going to want to play in your playpen for the future. So when you have other things to offer down the road. So I get it. You've got to make that initial investment. You can't have the fear. You just got to go out there, have faith, confidence in yourself. And you're doing that in spades. So tell us how people can get in touch with John Lee Dumas and how they can order this book and, and stay in touch with you in the future. Cool. Well, listen, check out the book. I've got a video on the page, details about the book. All the bonuses are listed there that you're going to get if you pre-order. It's only available for pre-order of these bonuses. The website is UncommonSuccessBook.com. UncommonSuccessBook.com. I would love if you check that out. It's got all details of me there. My podcast is Entrepreneurs on Fire. If you want to listen to another amazing show, just like the Motivation Shows is an amazing show. So uh, thanks for taking the time today with me, Eli. 
Well, thank you. Any other last words of wisdom that you would advise people to do? Let me just reiterate what I think is an important theme that we've been talking about here today, which is that Albert Einstein quotes, try not to become a person of success, but instead a person of value. And if you can't look in the mirror and honestly say how you're being a person of value, then you need to have a shift in your life now. I love that value first, the success will follow. Our guest today on The Motivation Show, John Lee Dumas, thank you for your golden nuggets. Thanks, Eli. Much appreciated. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love our listeners, and we believe you have greatness within you. If you like The Motivation Show, we appreciate you subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. Check out EliMarcusSuccess.com to hear more inspiring shows and to read our motivational blog. That's EliMarcusSuccess.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.